turn with me to Second Samuel chapter 12. I tell you, I love the mercies of God. I need it every day. And it's fresh and new every morning. Have you ever been reminded of that? Thank God I've got fresh mercy today. Praise the Lord. You know what that's like? I'm going to tell you what it's like. It's like when you deplete the account and you have an empty bank account, you got to go put something else in there again, don't you? Most of it, it's like weekly or uh, some of you monthly. Uh, and uh, has your money ever run out before the end of the month? You got more month than you got money. That's right. Well, I'm going to tell you what. When it's mercy, the Lord says, I'll put it fresh and new every morning. You, you've got enough for today. And don't you worry because tomorrow I'm going to give you enough again. You'll never run out of mercy. If you keep drawing it, he'll keep giving it. Woo! I said, if you keep coming, he'll keep giving it to you. Hallelujah. That's what God does. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. Second Samuel chapter 12, verse 19 through verse 23. But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore, David said unto his servants, is the child dead? And they said, he is dead. Then David arose from the earth and washed, anointed himself, changed his apparel, and came into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he came to his own house, and when he required, they set bread before him, and he did eat. Then said his servants unto him, What thing is this that thou hast done? Thou didst fast and weep for the child while it was alive, but when the child was dead, thou didst rise and eat bread. And he said, while the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now he's dead. Wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. Philippians in the New Testament, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14 give you just a moment. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and verse 14. This is the way it reads. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth into those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Lord, I thank you for the word. Speak to our hearts today, and we ask in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Praise God. So, the story is that I read, in a sense, the end of the story from the book of second samuel and uh when i read to you in this in this passage i i read to you something that is uh very uh in, intriguing and it's simply uh, the tail end of something that many of us hear about and that is about david and his great sin david 
the Bible says at the time of the year when uh, the kings went to war, uh, Joab and the armies of Israel went to war. And uh, David stayed home. And uh, David is, uh, he's, he's king, he's established. Uh, it's not necessary for him to go to uh, cause the army to be victorious. But David stays back. And, and uh, as he is in this uh, uh, relaxed mode, and, and uh, he apparently had taken a nap, and, and uh, he gets up and, and he, uh, he goes up to the rooftop. When it says he uh, walked on the rooftop, uh, it wasn't a, uh, one with a pitch. It was a flat roof. And that's the way many places are in that country and especially in that day, and so uh, he could lounge up there. And uh, he's just probably uh, taken in the evening, and he looks over, and there is a neighboring house. And the Bible says that there was a woman bathing, and she no doubt thought she was, uh, uh, we assume she thought that she was uh, uh, private and probably thinking that all the men are gone anyway, except David wasn't, and he saw and Make it a long story short, uh, uh, David fell into great sin with this woman, and uh, she becomes uh, expecting of his child. And the Bible says that David, in, in, and I'm, I'm reading in between the lines here, but David panicked. He thought, man, i got to do something about this. I need to cover it up. Uh, it, it was a matter of uh, the easy thing to do would be invite her husband back and uh, ask how the things are on the front lines of the battle and get a report and then send him home. And that way it would appear that it was his child and uh, who would know the difference. And so uh, he did that very thing and he says, hey, look, uh, go before you go back, go, uh, you know, spend the night with your wife and you can go back tomorrow. And so he thought, good, that's taken care of until somebody came and said, you know what? Uh, you sent him home last night. He didn't go home. Where'd he go? He slept with the servants in the, in the you know, your servants out front by the door here. He says, oh, my, what am I going to do? He said, bring him back in here. Why didn't you do this? He says, I can't do that. He says, my comrades are out on the battlefield. They're sleeping in tents or in the open air. He says, the Ark of the Covenant is out there. And he says, and I can't uh, go and uh, uh, be with my wife and, and have the pleasure of her in any way. And so he says, uh, uh, I, I can't do that. Um, and so David thought, well, I'm going to try this again. He brought him in. He says, well, look, before you go, I want you to uh, uh, stay and, and eat with me. And he, then he began to give him uh, drinks until he was intoxicated. And so he thought in his intoxicated mind, he'll forget all that he said to me and he'll go home to his wife. Go home to your wife. But still in that mind and that physical uh, uh, condition of, of intoxication, he still refused to. So David did one more thing, and in desperation, he says, I've got a letter. And he wrote in this letter to the captain, Joab, put Uriah in the front lines of battle where it's dangerous. And he said, now here, take this letter and give it to your captain. 
and he gave it to the captain, and little did he know he carried his own death wish, and he gave it to the captain, and the captain probably read it and thought, well, I don't know what this is all about, but he endeavored to bring the armies in close and right up to the wall of the city that they were taking, which was a dangerous place. And sure enough, from the top of that wall, the enemy began to shoot arrows at them. Several died. And when they died, also Uriah died. And so he sent back to David a report. Go tell David what has happened. And he says, when he gets upset because we lost some men, tell him also Uriah died. And sure enough, he came back and says, and Uriah died. Oh, well, that's the that's what happens in battle and war. You win some, you lose some. What a shame. And when Bathsheba heard that her husband died, she mourned. And then David called for her to be his wife. And who knew the difference? And there's a child that is born. Life goes on until you come to the Bible says the the scripture that I read to you this morning in chapter 12. The Bible says that uh, uh, Nathan shows up. Nathan is the prophet. Nathan comes. David loved the preacher. No doubt he comes and somebody said, King, the prophet Nathan's here to see you. Ah. Have my friend come on in. Come on in, Nathan. Have a have a seat. Nathan walks in and just begins to talk. He said, there were two men in one city. The one was rich and the other was poor. The rich man had many flocks and herds. And the poor man had nothing but one little ewe lamb. And he nourished it up. He brought it up. And it, it grew up with him and his children. And it did eat his own meat. It drank from his own cup and, and he lay in his bosom and he was unto him as a daughter. And, and the Bible says that uh, the, the prophet kept talking. He says, there came a traveler unto the rich man. And the rich man decided, I'm not going to take of my flocks. I'm going to go over and take that poor man's little lamb. And he took that lamb and he killed it and fed it. David was livid. David was upset. The Bible says David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. And he said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold. Now that was a biblical mandate of Moses' law that uh, there would be a restoration of four lambs to one. And, and because he had did this thing and because he had no pity, Nathan said, thou art the man. Thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king of Israel and I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul. You're the man. He says, you went and you killed Uriah with the sword. And you've taken his wife to be your wife. And you have slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. And he goes on and proceeds to pronounce judgment upon him. The words of David to Nathan was, I have sinned. Against the Lord. Now when you. I could stop here. 
And I could say, that's what David said. And I could preach to you about Psalms, the 51st Psalm, which is said to be the prayer of repentance of David. I could let you know why that David is considered a man after God's own heart. A man who could confess his sin and his wrong. And the Bible says, Nathan said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin, thou shalt not die. Howbeit, uh, he goes on and tells him, he says that because thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme the child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. David departed and the Bible says that the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David and it was very sick. This is where we pick up the story. And David therefore besought God for the child. He fasted. He prayed. He went in and he lay on the earth all night. And the Bible says the elders of the house, they went to him to encourage and to get him up and off the ground. And he refused to do so. And he would not eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day. Seven days went by and he's seeking God and he's praying. And oh God, turn this back and heal this child. And, and he could see this child was getting worse. And, and, uh, but he stayed right there seeking the Lord. And the servants of David, uh, uh, the Bible says it came to pass on the seventh day. That the child died. And the servants of David feared to tell him that the child was dead. Why? For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him. And he would not hearken to our voice. How will he then vex himself if we tell him that the child is dead? I'm gonna, this verse is key to understanding what I'm gonna preach in the remainder of this lesson, of this message today. And it has to do with their perception of what David was going to do. You see how he has suffered while he has prayed. He has gone through a severe Trauma, traumatic situation, the loss of this child. And he prayed, oh God, don't let it happen. Turn it back. He says if he finds out that the child has died, how is he going to be? He's going to vex himself worse than he was. If we tell him the child was dead. And to their surprise, David perceived what they were doing that his servants whispered. They were trying to be soft-spoken. They, he knew something was up. And David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore, David said to his servants, Did he die? They said, Yes, he's dead. 
And they thought, oh, no, this is what we did not want to tell him because he's going to fall all apart. He's been through so much, and he's been through a terrible time. He's been through awful things. What's it going to do to him now? But to their surprise, he got up, and uh, he, uh, he washed himself, and uh, he anointed himself, and he changed his clothes, and he came to the house of the Lord. And he lifted his hands and he worshipped. He praised God. He worshipped. And, and when he got done doing that, he, he goes to his house and, and he says, I'm hungry. Bring me something to eat. And, and they, they brought food to him and, and, and he ate. And then that's when his servants could handle it no more. They said, David, we've got to ask you, uh, what thing is this that you're doing? Uh, how is it that you fasted and you wept for the child while it was alive? But when the child died, uh, you rise and you eat bread. How is it that you just let it all be in the past and, and you're going on now as if it didn't happen? Uh, and he said, while the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now he is dead. Wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. That's why I read to you from Philippians chapter 3. I read to you what Paul wrote. He said, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. I have a good forgetter. Amen. I have a forgetfulness of the things that are behind me. I am reaching forth unto my future, unto those things that are in front of me. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I'm preaching on this last Sunday morning of 2023 some of you all have been through uh, as the world says uh, hell and high water uh, you've been through a lot of trouble uh, you've been through a lot of turmoil uh, but my friend don't let that define who you are and what you are uh, there's a place where you've got to say it's in the past uh, I'm looking for a new day uh, I'm looking for a new year uh, I'm looking for a fresh start. That's why I've talked about mercy a while ago. I'd sang about mercy. I thank God for mercy that's fresh and new every morning. I'm telling you, friend, you may have gone through things and depleted your bank account for everything that your life has been through up to this day. But God's going to give you a fresh start. He's going to give you a new day. He's going to give you a fresh ability to rise up and say, this is a new day the Lord has given me. This is a brand new moment he has given me. I will not be defined by anything that I have been through this past year. Clap your hands to the Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I look around and I see people that have been through things. In the past year, many of you have mourned the loss of loved ones. Even recently, some of you have been through terrible accidents. You have spent long hours in a hospital sitting by your child or your loved one. You have been through so much that has depleted you. Your health, it has depleted your strength. Some of you have been through so much. You're saying, I hope I never have to go through something like that again. But I'm telling you, stop looking to the past and start looking to the front. Because when it says, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting those things. David's saying, what I have been through does not define what I am today. It's in the hands of God. That's in the hands of God. Thank God I'm still here. Oh, clap your hands to the Lord if you feel There have been major surgeries. There have been major situations. But you're still here. And I'm telling you, that will not take away from you what God has given to you. Amen. You go through things that have been hard. You go through things that have been tough. But thank God he's still on my side. Thank God he's still for me. Thank God I've got a new year ahead of me. Thank God. Oh, hallelujah. I'm forgetting. I remember something. And, uh, I haven't referenced that too many times over the years, but I'll never forget her saying it. It was uh, out on Lisa Road when our church was in that little metal building there in those years. Sister Dorcas Willis came, and she was with us one Sunday. And uh, whenever she's here, we would always invite her. you got to go sit on the organ. And you got to sing for us. And uh, she would go and she would play that Hammond or whatever organ we had with uh, great skill. And uh, she would sing. One day before she started singing, she was testifying. And she referenced Philippians chapter 3. And verse 13. And she said, Forgetting those things which are behind. And then she referenced, she says, Not just the bad things. She said, Sometimes you got to forget the good things. Because what you do, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm finishing it with my words. What happens is, and when she said that, I was like, I was stunned for a moment. I was forgetting the good things. She was referencing that people sometimes look back and say, my past was better than what I am today. I had it so much better back then. I had it so much better in those days. I had it so much better when I was there and not here. Wherever your life is. She said you need to forget the good things. Because where you're at is where God's going to bless you. 
where you're at is when God's going to come down and he's going to meet you where you're at. You cannot return to whatever it was. Thank God the bad is over. But listen, you cannot go back to the past to some better day. The Lord says, I'm going to bless you where you're at. The old time, there's an adage that I've quoted and you've quoted too, no doubt. Bloom where you're planted. Where God has you today is where God is going to meet you. He's going to bless you. The amazement of those servants when they watched their leader go through what he did. They were feeling like, oh, Lord, this is going to bring him down. You know why you think that of David's servants? You know why you're thinking that way? Because that's the way you would do it. You've been through enough. You feel like everybody's going to do it your way. But all of a sudden, you saw somebody say, whoa, it's over. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to praise God. Now, I may be talking to somebody at home today. I may be talking to somebody that refuses to get out of the hole they have fallen into. I'm telling you, if you used to be in church, get back to church. If you used to worship God, get back to worship. If you used to, get back to where you were. Because you're going to forget the past. You're going to forget where you was. You're going to forget it. You're going to get back to where you're supposed to be. And that's what David said. He said, the Lord, I put that in his hands now. You see, I can't bring him back to me. Now, I can only go to him. Oh, friend, I'm going to tell you, there's a place and a time where you've got to say, Lord, I wept my tears and I've cried until... I have no more tears to cry. But this I know. I love you still. And I'm going to trust you still. And I'm going to serve you still. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me? Praise God. We're getting ready to enter into a new year. But we're exiting this old one today. When midnight strikes. It's 12th. Sound tonight. And the old is past and the new has become. You're still going to be here if the Lord don't return. And if he hasn't returned, I'm going to look up and say, thank you, Jesus. You've given me a brand new opportunity to shine again for you. And so whatever this year has been, bad or good, leave it in 2023. Shut the door on 2023. It's going to be nothing but a memory. I'll testify of God's goodness. But I'm turning around. I'm looking to something else God set before me. The scripture says, I've set before thee an open door. And no man can shut it. But in one of the other churches, he said this. Behold, I stand at the door. Yeah, and knock. 
You know what that means? That was a shut door. Now, what the Lord, what, what is the difference? The difference is this. The shut door was a door of following into relationship. Because he says, I will come into him and I will sup with him and he with me. Follow it? That's relationship. That's up to you to open the door to relationship. But the open door is opportunity. And I'm going to tell you what 2024 is. It's an open door. And you can, you can step through it. God says, I won't shut it. It's up to you to come on. Oh, friend, I plan on going into 2024 with a brand new hope and a brand new desire, a brand new heart that says I'm going to give myself to Jesus. I wonder if there's anybody here this morning that feels that same way. You're ready to start a brand new year. <laughs> Woo! I'm going to shut the door on that past. I'm going to just leave it there because I'm ready to get out of 2023. But thank God he's got a brand new year ahead of me. And he says, I'm 